0: It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard
1: Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Dennis and Brady on a uh, Monday, and uh, Friday was super busy. The rest of the weekend, not so much, but Friday was super busy. There was a lot of action. In fact, the bulk of what we'll talk about happened on Friday. Uh, all of our girls' basketball... Um, there were a couple of straggling boys games on Sunday that we'll get to, and a spattering of hockey as well because we like to do the complete show.
2: Well, you put it about as well as I could have put it. So, that, yeah, not much else. Uh, we have a few big games this week uh, that will really impact conference title races. Uh, we had a team drop their first game over the weekend, and just a little bit of everything. So we'll, we'll, we'll get you caught up when you missed over the weekend. We'll get this week set up and... Away we'll go. All right. And we'll do that next.
1: When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer.
2: Marysville.
1: All right, welcome back, and uh, let's uh, rewind the clock to uh, Friday, uh, Brady. Uh, and I guess we'll go ladies uh, first uh, here. Um, and uh, as far as our teams in the MAC were concerned, it was a really positive Friday night. The one exception, Port Huron High had a big game with Gross Point North, and Grosse Point North is pretty good. That's and turned not out completely to be, unexpected, though. Yeah, I mean, it, they, they turned out to be a little much different to handle i was hoping that this would be a better game than this though yeah but
2: gross point North's what 10 and 1 now it looks like they are far and away the best team in the red so no Port Huron's not the best team in the mac are they probably one of the top five ish teams in the mac looks like it but i just think that gross point north's on on another level
1: yeah uh 48 to 26 was the uh, final score in this one uh, don't have a ton of details about how this game went, but um, PH ha- has kind of gone through the gambit uh, here with some of the tougher teams uh, in the red. Um, Dakota got them, uh, which was a tough loss at home because I really thought, again, Dakota only had two girls. They had two girls that carried them, and nobody else made any contributions, but that night it was enough because they both scored in the 20s, so.
2: And Port that they have one more game in the first go around in the red. They have to play Gross Point South, who is 0 and 4 in the red. So a chance to at least get take two out of five the first time through the red. And again, that it's the red for a reason. They're, yeah. It's a it's a tough division.
1: Yeah. Uh Northern got the, the win. It wasn't as romantic as when they beat Romeo sixty to thirty uh, earlier last week, but it's a win streak, and that's kind of what we want to take out of this they went to Utica and won 40 to 37
2: yeah and like I said it's stack wins you went on the road hey it wasn't a pretty win but they they haven't won the ugly game yet they lost the the, the first the first world well, the two Yale games they lost the St. Clair game they haven't or actually no they won the St. Clair yeah. game but they haven't been able to just win a game on the road where you have to gut it out and I, I like this one for Northern, and it follows up the Romeo win with the second one. They're starting to play like we think they can. Now, the uh, bad news is Utica Ford on deck and then three straight road games.
1: Yeah, well they, they had uh they had lost five straight after the Yale game early in the week, so two wins, a hundred points in two games too is what I really registers for me. Um that's, that's good news for uh, Northern. But, yeah, you're right. Ford's probably the best team in the white. Yeah, and, they'd and
2: probably compete in the red. So that's going to be a tough challenge. You get them at home, and then, hey, you get another shot at Anchor Bay. You get another shot at Lakeview. Chance to maybe atone for some mistakes. But I like the win over Utica. I think it's a young team starting to, to figure it out as, as the season goes along and starting to play like we kind of thought they could.
1: Marysville has uh, really figured it out, and uh, I th- a fifty three thirty seven win over Cousin I think this is a nice win again for Marysville. Well, they play South Lake uh, when uh, the
2: tomorrow they play yeah. South Lake on Tuesday. They win that game, you can basically crown them Mac Blue Champs because they're five and zero in league play. Cousin and South Lake are both three and two. You beat South that gives South a third loss. And I don't think you're losing to Lons Cruz. I don't think you're losing to Chip Valley. And I don't think you're losing to Stevenson. So unless you trip over a team you should beat, even if you drop the second game at Cousineau, it might not mean anything. Yeah. So South Lake, I mean, with still four league games to go, you can essentially wrap it up because Cousineau, they could lose to Southlake again and they could... I mean, we could find ourselves in a very boring Mac Blue title race because Marysville... I would take that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Marys. think about it. Marysville wins the gold. They move up, and they haven't really been tested. I mean, they were playing Cousineau. Cousineau had to have this game, and it's 53-37. No problem. They didn't have to worry about it. They win by 16 points to the next best team in the league. They took out like comfortably down there the first time. Now they have to come up to Marysville. I mean, they went in the blue and kind of passed with flying colors. Yeah, uh,
1: it, it almost, I don't want to say this, but it almost got easier for them, or it just feels like it.
2: Yeah, because, I mean, last year they had battles with Marine
1: City yeah. and St. Clair,
2: uh, but this year it hasn't been much of anything. I mean, honestly, the past couple of years, you could make an argument that Marysville's been a top-ten team in the MAC, and could have competed in in, in the white. I don't, I don't think they would have won the white, but I think they would be doing all right. I mean, yeah. we've seen them play Lakeview before. Lakeview was good the last couple years. They're a little down now. But I think Marysville could have been in the white and competed in a night-in, night-out basis because they certainly are doing that in the blue. And all that's right. with losing all the talent they lost. A new crop has stepped up. Yeah. And they're 9-3 they're and three after starting 1-2. and two.
1: Yeah. Uh, St. Clair beats uh, Frazier 45-40. to uh, 40. This is a very nice win for the Saints. Much needed. It sets up a potential
2: showdown in St. Clair with Marine City because that keeps them at one loss. Now the next go-around, as long as St. Clair takes care of business, they control their own destiny, they get Marine City at home a chance to at least split a league
1: title with their rival. Yeah, uh, and uh, again, for, for St. Clair, because they, they're kind of an enigma to me because I love their size and I feel like they should be more dominant against a lot of these uh, teams. So the inconsistency kind of drives me crazy sometimes because I think there's even more there and I think they're already pretty good.
2: Yeah, I mean, in the game, it was nice to see Audrey Schindler had a dozen points. Alexa Vickers had 11. So some different players stepping up and doing what they needed to do. Again, Maddie Cole still not playing. It's a very tough Frazier team. I know they want another crack at Marine City. And as long as they beat teams they should beat, they will get a chance to put themselves in a position to win a league title. Because Marine City keeps doing what they're doing, 66-35 over Roseville. We expected that, and Marine City is a team that, well, this year, when they can put you away, they bury you quickly.
1: Yeah, this, this is a 31-point win. You almost go, geez, they gave up 35, and you get disappointed. But when you're holding teams in the 30s, and you can score like Marine City can score, you're, you're going to win a lot more than you, than you lose. I don't know what else to say about this Marine City team um, they're very talented, um, and and it's and it goes beyond Blanchard and Dietlin. There are other girls on this team that we don't talk about as much. Who uh, when they, when they're scoring sixty six points, I'm guessing Maya assignments had a good game. Uh, I'm guessing Volkman had a good game. Uh, there are there are other contributors to when they're winning and scoring 66 points.
2: And it's a team with the second-best defense, at least in terms of points per game in the MAC, The only one better, Fitzgerald, who I'm guessing is playing way below where they should be because they just got an infusion of talent after being terrible and in the gold. So they drop down, they're 12-0. They have, give up 25 points a game. Marine City only gives up 27 a game. So giving up that many to Roseville actually hurt their average.
1: Yeah, uh, just a, a couple of other uh, max scores. Uh, Anchor Bay beat uh, Lakeview seventy four forty six. New Haven over East Point fifty nine seventeen on Friday. In the BWAC, we had only one game. Elmont Th- beats Richmond thirty one to thirty, and one ended up being a really good ball game. Yeah, and
2: Richmond's starting to play better. They're starting to be more competitive. Slowly work their program into a spot where they can be competitive in and- BWAC games because Dennis, it wasn't that long ago where it didn't matter who Richmond was playing in the
1: BWAC, it was going to be a long night. Yeah, you, you know, but we, we've said this before because Richmond is not devoid of talent. Uh, and we see it too because SC4 recruits their players. Right. And, and you get these girls that are from Richmond that show up on the Lady Skippers and you go, These are good ball players. Yeah, So they're not devoid of uh, talent. And Elmont is a team that I can't figure out because they also, they have athletes. I I, I guess, you know, because we say this, being an athlete and being a basketball player aren't the same thing. Right. But Elmont's got a lot of talented athletes there. So I, I guess I just, I expect more from them than we get to when it comes to basketball season.
2: Yeah, and I know Richmond still hasn't won a BWAC game, but they've won two games this year. They've been more competitive like to see them steal one in the in the BWAC season.
1: Yeah, and, and it looked like they had a chance in uh, this one. Uh, just a couple of other scores from Friday uh, in, in terms of the girls' games. Cardinal Mooney beats uh, Bloomfield Hills Sacred Heart 43-27, and Carson Villeport Sandlack up in the thumb got a 39-20 win over Caseville, and uh, that was a busy night of basketball ladies-wise. Um, the boys were just as busy. Yes, and, and we'll get into all those scores in the next segment, um, Brady. But uh, just prepare yourself for that because we've got a lot. Oh, I know. There's <laughs> a lot of boy scores to talk about, uh, and uh, and a lot of them are a lot of fun to talk about. And we can focus mostly on the on the Bwac here, and and a matchup that we'll get to in our third segment that's coming up this week in the Bwac.
3: on Port Huron Schools.
0: If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports.
1: All right, welcome back. Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck On Sports podcast. Boys basketball Friday night in the BWAC. Let's start with uh, Crosslex, the team with the target on their back and they did more Crosslex like things uh beating Imlay City by 22 55 33 in typical Crosslex fashion. Does it really surprise you? No, but I'm like they they have this pattern and it's uh it's on the machines and they just stamp out these wins and they all look kind of the same. Yes, I mean what
2: else is there to say? It's vintage Cross-Lex. They're, they're coming into form at the right time.
1: Uh, so th- they roll. They stay undefeated in league play. And keeping pace is Richmond. Elmont gave them, uh, I mean, at least score-wise, they gave them a little more of a battle than uh, than I thought. Like, I thought Richmond might win this, this game going away. A 10-point uh, game, but Richmond still takes care of business. Right,
2: so... With those two wins, what do you make of Richmond and Croslex? Because we'll talk about Richmond again. They dropped their first game on Sunday. But Croslex, I mean, just beat an MLA City team who remember upset Yale in their last game. Was feeling good going into Croslex and wasn't even much of an issue. I know MLA City had an early lead and then Croslex came back and slammed the door in their face. Well, cross
1: Croslex, again, they've got that swagger and they don't mind um you know showing it especially against certain teams. Imlay City is a team that they don't have a problem getting up for. Um right. they like to beat the Spartans. Um the, the and that goes back for a couple of years now. Um whereas, you know, uh R- Richmond has it but it, it's a different kind. It's with, with crosslex it's we're going to beat you and with richmond it's we're really good yeah like and and there is a difference i think um to to the type uh of that and and so we'll we'll see so when these teams get together because that's coming
2: i wanted to check this out and i believe if i counted correctly So if you take, in in games that have been played, so there's been forfeit wins for Croslex and a forfeit loss for Croslex, but games that they've tipped the ball off and been played. I believe that was the 50th straight win against BWAC opponents. So including districts. Which
1: is just stupid.
2: Their last time they lost to a BWAC opponent was February 19th, 2019 to Richmond. By a point.
1: (laughs) By a point.
2: Yes. So that's, I mean, I, I... Someone else can go back and count through the the schedules, but I'm pretty sure my math's correct, and I believe that was 50 straight wins against BWAC opponents, which is, it's hard to beat anybody 50 straight times, be, let alone a league as competitive as the BWAC. Well, first off,
1: so there's seven, seven so, so there's 14, 14 games
2: a year? Uh yeah, fourteen games. But you also have a couple because they're usually matched up with BWAC teams in the district, so they picked up a few here and there as that, well. That's
1: that's still we're we're talking about three full years going on into well, the a fourth eight, year. The eighteen nineteen season was the last time they lost. That was
2: Tyler Johnson and Hunter Sobers' freshman season. Yeah, and they're two years removed from high school. Doesn't feel like that, but it is. Yeah, oh no, that was their sophomore season. So wait. No, 1920 was their sophomore, 2021 was their senior. Okay, so that was their sophomore season. So their sophomore season was the last time they lost and yeah, they're 2 years removed from high school. Yeah. Think that, about that. It's pretty impressive. That's really impressive. I Again, I know there have been some really good teams, but I'd like to see a boys basketball team that has gone what? three and a half, has won 50 straight conference games. I don't know if anyone's ever matched that. No. Not, I mean, not in our area.
1: Like, who who can you, uh, I couldn't think of anybody.
2: Like, I know there have been really dominant teams. Like, I'm sure New Haven won a lot in a row, but I don't think they didn't do it for three straight years where they were unbeatable. I know they would have a few losses here or there. And even in the Mac, you don't play as many conference games, so you're already behind the eight ball a little bit. But it, even if I counted wrong and it's forty eight, it's still a ridiculous number. Yeah. And yeah, Richmond and Croslex will show down this week. We'll talk about that, I guess, in the last segment when we look at what the week to come is going to be. But yeah. Richmond did what they needed to do, got a win over again, this Almond team's feisty. They have almost beat three good teams. They almost beat Emily City. They almost beat Armada. They've played with Richmond,
1: and they've played a lot of close games. They they they, they beat Foley by one in a game that we right. saw, and then the next game or the game before they lost by one. The only one, the only BWAC game they've been blown
2: out was Croslex. Yeah, and Croslex. This is what they do. They're coming into form. They lost a couple games early, but they are starting to become what Croslex has been, and it's just the culture there right now is we win don't care who comes in where we go who we play they'll win and richmond is the one team that i think has the best shot to undo that because the two other tests with MLA city and yale passed with flying colors yeah
1: two teams that really needed to win on friday got it done armada Really needed a win, and they didn't mess around. They beat North Branch by twenty-one, sixty-three to forty-two. And Yale really needed a win, and they did not mess around at all with Algonac and won the game by forty-two, seventy-three to uh, to thirty-one. So, yeah, I, I, again, you say, well, that, this is supposed to happen, but in the case of Armada and uh, Yale, uh, they were a little fragile going in, into Friday, and that they needed to win these games. I felt. Yeah,
2: and they they both did. Yale just let out some pent up frustration. You think yeah. after losing a game that they were the underdog in, and then a I don't want to say a surprise loss because MLA City's good, but I think more people were expecting Yale to win than not, and they lose that one. Yeah, they they needed that one. And Armada is just very quietly under the radar. I mean, you look at their record. Uh, oh, this is <laughs> whoops, wrong year. This was back in because uh, I was looking at Croslex and yeah. stuff. But they're seven and three. Their only league loss was to Croslex in overtime. In overtime, a game they probably are still kicking themselves over. Now, they've only beaten Almont, Algonac, and North Branch. Those are not the cream of the crop of the BWAC. They have Yale at home this week. That's their only game this week. That's going to be a big, big game for both those teams. That's a big game for both sides. And then next week, they go to Richmond and to Croslex. By the end of next week, we're going to know, okay, is Armada legit or are they just a nice team? Because these are three big prove-it games. You get the first one at home, but boy, at Richmond, at Crosslax, strap up your boots because that's going to be a heck of a week for the Tigers.
1: Yeah, and I haven't seen Yale yet. I mean, I know the names. Right. And I'm familiar with what they do. I have seen Armada. And you know the names. Yes. Both these teams have the names. Like, we know that there are good players here. Uh, and, and again, it, it's kind of trying to figure out why these teams can't get over the hump. And then you go, well, Richmond and Crosslex are just mm. stupid good. Right.
2: I mean, Yale 7-2, and two, Armada 7-3. and three. Yale does play Sandusky tonight in Sandusky. But, I mean, Yale's... They've lost the the couple of tests they've had. Their only BWAC wins are North Branch and Algonac. They kind of need a prove it win to really get everyone on board.
1: And I think Armada would be that legitimizer win. Yeah. All right. uh. Uh-huh. you talked to Mike McAndrews, and he's he told you that Loyola is the best team he's coached against in 25 years. When I saw this score, I believe him. Yeah. Loyola 76 Cardinal Mooney 25 Loyola
2: if you're unaware if you're going oh my god what happened to Cro- or to Mooney <laughs> well let's, this is what they do to everybody yeah this is what they do to everybody and Mick McCabe has them as the fifth best team in the state regardless of division like McAndrew's saying if if there was a like if they did the tournament where it's just one one tournament. Everyone plays Loyola could, could win that tournament. They yep. could be the best team in the state. Here is what Detroit Loyola has done, and I, I don't understand why they're not playing in the Central because in league play, they beat Lutheran North 70-43. They beat Divine Child 73-25. They beat Everest 77-26. They beat Mooney 76-25. What is that doing for you? at that point yeah uh,
1: how yeah how how did they get slotted because they're a this small position? school I, I realized that but i mean y- but
2: what good does that do for you like mooney is a good team they have a chance to win a region in d4 and they body slammed them by 51 points
1: yeah i mean uh, the well, it, it it can only work against you ultimately when you get up against tougher competition if you believe in that stuff, and I tend to believe in that stuff.
2: Yeah, they're, and but I know that they're playing in D3, so in their division, their big hurdles are going to be New Haven and probably Flint Beecher, and those are going to be the big ones, so... Yeah, I guess playing in here is playing against a lot of similar competition. I think Loyola is probably going to win the D three state title, but wouldn't you be a little more prepared if you're playing like the top teams in the state? So when you get to D three, it's even better. I don't know. Uh, I'm not going to hold this against Mooney. Uh, I know they lost the the two before it. They they were going to lose this game to Loyola. Now they go to Everest. Everest this week is the the, the test. I'm just going to th- crumple this one up and throw it out because from everything I hear about Loyola, it's just, just their stupid good. And the only team, well, there'd only be a couple teams in the area that could stand up and have a game with Loyola.
1: Yeah, the I mean, yeah, I'm not worried about this one either. The one that concerned me was the game earlier in the week when they lost at home to, to Lutheran North. I thought that was one that they needed to have. I think coming up, Everest is a game they need to have. Yes, um, and and a game that I think they can get. I know the games were really good last year uh, with, with Everest, but I I think this time around, this is a game where Mooney's got to kind of go out and flex their muscle a little bit.
2: Yeah, and I think it's a game where at the end, uh, well, it's not a game, but in the season they have to make sure they're playing their best ball at the end of the year. Yeah, and they're they're working through some lumps right now. Remember, I think they was on a four game losing streak at some point last year. They started to hit their stride in the postseason. It's all. Up, no one will remember what their regular season record is if they're playing in a quarterfinal
1: game. Yeah, all will be forgiven at uh, at that point. Um, let's uh, move into the uh, thumb here for some scores. Uh, Ubley beats Harbor Beach 47-40. to uh, 40. I don't care what the sport is. They could be playing tiddlywinks. That's the big rivalry up there, um, and those two teams like to beat each other. And and let's remember, that Ubley basketball team made the regional last year. They were in the regional w- with uh, with Mooney and Everest and Genesee Christian, and they actually uh, lost to Genesee Christian in the in the first game. They're the team that eventually won that regional. So. Well,
2: Genesee Christian is who Mooney should have their their crosshair set on. How do they get good enough to beat Genesee Christian? Because,
1: and they know what's coming because yeah. nothing's changed
2: from last year. And, again, I'm, if anyone sees Genesee Christian warm up, you're going, why the hell is this team so feared? And then you watch them play and you go, oh, that's why.
1: Yeah. They're quick. They make shots. Uh, Marlette beats Memphis 45-35. to uh, K-Pac gets a 77-49 win over Landmark. Um, Peck beats Mayville 50-24 in uh, this one for Peck. Steve Van Conant had uh, 10 points and 15 tackles. <laughs> uh, and Don uh, <laughs> Semph had uh, 9 points. And uh, Karsten Lieblang which is a great name, had eight points. So did uh, Alex uh, Affer and Brady Babcock. So very balanced there. They score 50 and only one guy gets to, to 10, but everybody underneath him is within a basket of him.
2: Right. Very balanced scoring for the Pirates.
1: Uh, Deckerville beats North Huron 75-35, to um, and Caseville beat Carsonville Port Sandlake 32-25. They had a weird week. They played back-to-back games against each other at CPS and they split. Yeah, that I don't that's weird scheduling, but and and Caseville's kind of had CPS's number in the last two years with uh that that's that's two wins against them and they're actually uh four and five against them in the last nine games. That's as far back as I looked up because I was just curious. Right. So that was your uh, boys basketball from Friday. We did have a couple of games on Sunday, uh Brady St. Clair loses to Clinton, sixty-four to fifty-three. Good showing by the Saints. Bad showing by the Saints. What do you I, think I'm, about this one?
2: That's a score that it's so hard to tell because an eleven-point game. Without knowing the, the, the details of this game, you know, an eleven-point game, Dennis. It could have been fifteen to twenty the whole time, and then St. Clair hit a few late baskets to make it look nice. It could have been a four to five point game most of the game where St. Clair just couldn't hit that big shot and then they had to foul late and it balloons the score up and makes it look worse than what it was. So I, I was hoping St. Clair would go down. I know Clinton was really good. Yep. They have a really nice record. I was hoping they'd get to win a close game. They do not because St. Clair, they're getting to a little easier part of the schedule, at least with the Mac play before they go the second go around. I would have liked to see a win there for St. Clair
1: they just for some reason they're snake bitten. Yeah. it has been like a very frustrating season for them cuz again they they should have more than what their record is. Uh, Berkeley beats Richmond 75 to 65. So this is Richmond's first loss. It doesn't really hurt them.
2: No. Cuz it's
1: not in league play.
2: Can I say selfishly it takes the bloom test. off the rose for you, you the think draws so? left. just a little bit cross is a couple of losses, though. I But, but they're cross like 50 straight BWAC wins. That's all I need to say. I, and I know Berkeley's a good team, and that they went to Bishop-Folia Sunday game. It's a little different, and I'm just being selfish with this. But I wanted undefeated Richmond hosting cross for a big showdown, and it's still going to be a huge showdown, but it just loses that one little extra <laughs> piece of flair. No, it doesn't hurt. uh Richmond too much. Maybe they were looking ahead to Croslex. Maybe they weren't. I I don't know. But they, they they do drop their first one to a good Berkeley team. They didn't lose to a team they had no business losing to. But yeah, they're focused on Croslex. That's uh, their only game this week. Home against Croslex, and I have to
1: imagine it's going to be a pretty fun atmosphere for yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, and we'll, uh, we'll talk about uh, that one just a little bit more coming up in a minute. We'll take another break here, some hockey scores to, uh, to run through, and then we'll talk about what's coming up this week.
2: Marysville.
1: 72185
3: and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools.
1: Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years.
0: Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics.
1: All right, I, I'm going to do my weekly uh, Caleb uh, Lentner uh, piece uh, <laughs> here now. Uh, just get hockey started. Because uh road tripped, uh, and on Friday they went over to Manistee. They won 6 to nothing. Lentner had four goals and an assist in the uh, win. So that was their 10th game of the season. It was the 10th straight game that he scored a goal in, and it gives him 23 goals on the season. That's a lot. A uh, that of that time. was his fourth hat trick and his third four-goal game of the season. So uh, that that, that, was, that was that. And then on Saturday, um they got a little closer to home and they played Essexville Garber. I think Garber's home rink is probably Bay Ice Arena. Um 4 to 2 Garber won that one. Letner of course had one of the two thumb leeching goals in uh, that. So 11 straight games with a goal and 24 in 11 games this year. Um, the, the record, well, he scored 30 last year, so he's going to smash that. And the thumb Legion record is 35 from a couple of years ago. So he's going to smash that. Uh, I I said to you out loud, he's got a shot at 40
2: this year, maybe more. I said to you out loud, just kind of wondering, like what for our area teams for Marysville Northern porting on high, he had good teams in the past. I wonder what like our area record is for goals in a season. Cause yeah. There have been some good teams, like back in the day. Portia on High won three regionals in hockey. Marysville's had some good teams. Northern, obviously, has had some really good teams. But that amount of goals that he's about to put up is ridiculous. Yeah, it's
1: he, he, he's scoring a ton, a ton of uh, of goals. Right now and it and it shouldn't surprise us because he had a bazillion yards rushing in football this year with a million touchdowns and it, he's just I just he strikes me as a kid that uh, there's a ball and he picks it up and he's instantly good at that sport right <laughs> Which are the kids that I didn't like growing up, but I, I admire now. Uh, all right, a couple other hockey scores. Trenton beat Northern 8-0, so it was a rough week for the uh, the Huskies. And Utica has apparently got Marysville's number because they beat them 3-2 to on Saturday at McMorrin. They got them twice now this season because they beat them by a goal uh, down in Frazier earlier in the year. Plus, they got him at the end of the year last year at McMorran in an overtime game. Um, that, that's, I mean, a couple of years ago, Utica was a team that would come into McMorran and PH would beat them right. by four or five goals, um, and and Marysville would mercy them. Um, and now this Utica team is is coming in here and they're hard to beat.
2: Yeah, Appar-
1: apparently apparently there's something that they're
2: doing that they can't they can't handle and. Marysville drops an, another one to a Utica team that they probably felt like they could have beaten.
1: Yeah, so th- those were the hockey games uh, for the uh, the weekend. This is uh, no hockey this week for us, but we've got uh, plenty of basketball. Most of it is in boys' basketball, but we do start the week with two good girls' games. Yeah, nothing tonight because there's
2: just not a lot going on for MLK Day, which... I'm fine with, because yep. I had a long weekend. Yes, you did. <laughs> um, and, yeah, we start tomorrow. And like you said, two
1: good girls games. Uh, Marysville will host uh, South Lake. That's where I will be at. And you'll see P.H. and uh, Eisenhower. Uh, and I want to start with that one, because cause I, I think P.H. needs a feel-good game, uh, and Ike would be a feel-good game.
2: Yeah, a team they lost to down at their place, trying to get a win coming back up here. And like we said earlier, Marysville has a chance I don't want to say win it cuz anything can happen but Ryan Rath, he's not going to let a team look past anyone in the league. You beat South Lake. Yeah, you can you can make the t-shirt order. Yeah, yeah. You, you're, you can you're, you're definitely in the driver's seat. Like you would have to lose 3 out of your final 4 to not get a share. Uh, no, three yeah, cuz everyone has two losses, so they'd have what five games left or four games left in league because it's the second go around as long as they win two they're at least a share of the mac blue Ch-
1: so yeah Well, i mean you essentially eliminate southlake from the picture because you give them a third loss right we- not mathematically but theoretically
2: basically yes. you're not losing three games no so that's what i'm saying you win that game hey get get on the phone call make the t-shirt order <laughs> and you're you're they'll be in by the time you actually clinch
1: all right um midweek um, th- this is a, a game that I it's still got a lot of luster it's still gonna be a really good game but I, I I feel like northern has moved the gap a little bit on this one I thought it was closer a couple of weeks ago and my feeling is that it, it's New Haven that has to come in and improve something yeah. New Haven I, and Northern and boys basketball. And
2: I'm feeling very good about this Northern team. I I know they won't let their heads get, or they'll try not to let their heads get too big, but I'm expecting Northern to not run away because New Haven's a good team. I'm not saying New, not New Haven's not good, but I just think Northern's proving they're an elite team. And I just unless there's something i don't know about with new haven i think they'll come into northern and they will have to play really well and do something that no one's really been able to do to northern to to knock them off their perch talk yeah. about teams with a long uh winning streak in league northern's well into the double digits cuz remember they went 10 and 0 last yep. year and they're what 4 and 0 to start this year in yeah. league or 3 and 0 so they're 13ish games in a row, I don't know if they won any at the end of the COVID year, but they they won a lot of conference games in a row. They they have and um, boy, first one to eighty, Uh seventy. 70? I think North Northern can play defense. They just get so many possessions because they score
1: so much. Well, I just but but I feel like if the game goes in that direction, then they start having fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that could be a possibility be, be, because uh, both of these teams have gotten into the 80s this year in games so <laughs> I just, i'm just just saying the potential is there yeah i agree with you that when northern needs to to shut it down and play defense they can but you know how it gets Brady sometimes you get to running up and down the court and it's fun trading baskets and, and going at it and knocking down shots and, yeah, but and as I long wanna, as things are going good but
2: for New Haven I, the two real the two good teams that they've played well they beat Ike 70-66 I'll give them that one they only scored 49 against St. Clair they only scored 39 against Grosse Point North I know they can score I think it's a little inflated how much they can score uh, and I will be at Marysville Marine City someone's getting their first win Yes, both sides are going to be jacked up for that one uh, but one other game I want to point out on Wednesday Port Huron goes down to Lakeview hey you, you fumbled over yourself in overtime uh, at Madison go down to Lakeview you kind of hit the reset button and give yourself a good opportunity to stay in the thick of the league race give Lakeview their first loss and really muddy things up I'll be cheering hard for here on high when they go down to Lakeview. That's a big game for the Big Reds.
1: And you know what? And Lakeview's good. I just saw Lakeview play. Yeah, they're, 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 they have they're, some bigs. They're they're good, but they're not invincible. No, um, no, not at all. Like I, I was talking to you about the two big players, um, and I thought if they could conv- combine those two kids with their skills, they'd have a they'd have a great player. They'd have Wilt Chamberlain, <laughs> but. Each separate, they have their things that they're good at and the things that they're not quite as good at. Yeah. And, I mean, and and PH has enough size that they should be okay. And well, Wednesdays are actually a really good slate. Madison's at St.
2: Clair. St. Clair, hey, just just get a win. Get a win, even if you, especially grind it out. I almost would rather them win by three than if they blew the doors off Madison. I just want them to, in a close game, back against the wall, get a win. And then we talked about Mooney at Everest. Mooney needs that one on the road.
1: Yeah. Uh, and, uh, Mooney, Mooney needs to go in there with a chip on their shoulder uh, and and not just win. But I, I think they can win that game by double digits, and that's what I'm hoping for. Thursday,
2: just one game I will be. Do you need any? Uh, you know, Cross Lex Richmond. Yeah. Yeah
1: crosslex at at Richmond. Uh, I'll be at uh, this one uh, wearing um, uh, an asbestos suit from the Flames that will be shooting off the floor, <laughs> and I'll be I'll be right there. Uh, I'll be you'll be able to hear Lance because they usually put me right, right by, by the <laughs> visiting bench, so you'll be able to hear what Lance is saying mm. in the huddle uh, during timeouts. Over under one and a half techs in this game. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Well, we'll see because I I mean. Uh, both teams knows, know what's at stake, and they know that, that a tech could be the difference in the game, because it's two free throws, which these teams are probably going to make, right? and then a possession. So you, you, you can turn that into a four- or five-point trip, so you got to be careful. That's but not, that's, definitely the Heat will be up.
2: That is the marquee game Thursday. Also, have Yale at Armada. Talked about that. That's a big boys matchup. Emily City at North Branch. Emily City wants to get back after the loss. Uh, Gross Point South, that port here on High and Girls. Mentioned that. That's the one Mac Red Team Portiana hasn't played. Uh, should be a, a good chance for them. That's about it for Thursday. Friday. Northern goes down to Gross Point North, and I think I'm making the trek down to Gross Point. Not often we do road games uh, in in league play, especially when there's other good options to go to yeah, around and, and here. And there are, there's a rivalry game on Friday, but but this could be two undefeated league teams playing each other and. Could be a huge, huge game. Remember, we went down to Lakeshore last year, but that was to clinch
1: the league title. Yeah. This is just the that first time. was the Malachi Mitchell game. Yes, when they come. <laughs> you love that he co- they called him Malachi. I loved uh, Malachi loved that they called him Malachi. <laughs> uh, the kids started calling him Malachi after so that. So hopefully I go
2: down to Gross Point North and Northern gets called the right names,
1: they don't score on their own (laughs) basket, and they get the same result they got that they got at Lakeshore a year ago. Yeah, Uh, I I would go for that. Uh, And then I won't be doing a game Friday because I'll be traveling Friday to do a game on Saturday. Um, Cardinal Mooney has invited me along on their trip out to Kalamazoo. They play Hackett Saturday afternoon, uh, 3.30 tip-off on uh, Stream 1, and that'll be fun. Is that going to be the farthest game from home base that we've done?
2: Uh, you know, that's a good question. It's Parma because it was the, Jackson's a little close, f- closer. Pretty, we went out there for a trip. Richmond football game. Um Yeah, I mean, we've gone to Saginaw Valley a few times. Frankenmuth I think is well, that's a little closer than there. I don't I think that might be the farthest away cuz East Lansing for the state baseball and softball yep. finals. You were at where? Gra- well, where did Grass Lake play? Adrian? That softball game?
1: Yeah, the, where? That was that was a long ways. It was close to Grass Lake, but a long ways away. For I think Elk it was Nashville. at
2: Adrian, which was yeah it far. Was, it was at not, one
1: of the colleges, but not on the west side. Like this is the first no.
2: time we've gone to the west side for a game. So, it'll be fun. I'm not
1: driving, so I'm not going to worry about it. (laughs) Right. So, you can just relax. i got to get my travel plans and find out where i got to be and when I'm leaving. Right. So, anyway, (laughs) that's the week. Again, no
2: games tonight. Tomorrow, Ike at Port Huron and Girls. South Lake at Marysville and Girls. And we'll be back on Wednesday to tell you what happened today and tomorrow. And, really, start the hype train for Northern New Haven because that's going to be a big game.
1: Yeah, we've got a couple of hype, hype trains. This week with that and the Croslex Richmond game. So uh Brady will be in his glory by week's end.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's <laughs> there's I mean, we're gonna have back to back to back days of well, if you count South like Marysville, well, that's a big game. That's like the appetizer. Yeah. And then you have New Haven Northern into Croslex Richmond, into Northern, into, into Point, Gross Point North, North yep.
1: on Northern. Oh, it's gonna be a good week. Yeah. So uh, something popped into my head, but I'm not going to say it because I don't want to you're, – you're on a high already,
0: so I don't want to bring you down. All
2: right,
1: so sounds we'll just good. End, we'll end the show on that note.
0: From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.